This is Laundry with Lila with your host, Laura, the podcast that's delivering you your weekly dose of girl chat. My next podcast guest is my beautiful friend, Stacey. We've been friends for over three years now, and it was one of those friendships where you meet someone and you know they're going to be in your life forever. She is a wife, a mum, and an early childhood teacher in Auckland. Her son is now one and a half, and Stacey was induced at 41 weeks, five days. She also had to give birth during level four lockdown when COVID first arrived in New Zealand in 2020. She takes us through her journey on getting pregnant, her pregnancy, and the challenges she faced, as well as the birth of her son. Our chat is honest, raw, and a little emotional. So let me pour a wine, and let's get stuck into my chat with Stacey. Thank you so much, Stacey, for sitting down with me to have a chat about your pregnancy and your birth and your journey um, giving birth in lockdown level four in New Zealand. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got young, a young son, so yeah, thank you. No worries, a pleasure. Perfect. Well, I thought we'd just get into, um, obviously I know <laughs> about when you found out you were pregnant, but take us through when you found out you were first pregnant and yeah, your pregnancy journey. Okay, all right, so I was, so I'm 34 now, my son is a year and a half old, so I think at my 30th birthday I remember thinking that I, I was like, okay, I'm 30 now, I need to um, start, you know, getting on the bandwagon Mm -hmm. (laughs) and trying to have a baby, Mm -hmm. so that that big 3-0 hit, and I said to my husband, okay, we've been married a few years, we've been together now, let's start trying to have a baby, and we prepared everything, I even got like a bassinet, and I remember um, this older neighbor come in and she's like get that bassinet out of here it's such bad luck and I was like whatever it'll be fine and then I was I just assumed that I'd get pregnant straight away and it took me years I remember um every 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 month that I was was it that my period would come I would I would cry I remember one time like in the first few months it was like I was like it's okay it's all right and um and you know I'll get pregnant eventually and then when it wasn't working, I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this is supposed to work. I spent my whole 20s and, let's be honest, a few of my teen years not getting pregnant. And then, um, and then when it wasn't working, I was like, this is, this is, this is so stupid. Like, why is it not working? And I did the fucking, the, my lattice, we had And I did the app. Like, people told me, oh, if you just download the app, like, it works. So I downloaded the app and then, um, the app didn't work, and then people were like, if you, oh, what else was there? Um, oh, no, oh, if you do the ovulation sticks, I got pregnant that way, and if, so I did all the things that everyone was telling me to do, and then I even had sex and let the, the, the cum drip and do the bicycle for five minutes afterwards, because <laughs> apparently that, so I did all these things, and it, yeah, and it wasn't working, and every month my period would come, and then I would be, be convinced that this was the month that I was getting pregnant, and because I'd be like a day late and I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And I'd take a test and it was negative. And then I'd cry. I remember one day crawling underneath my bed, just, just boiling my eyes out. Cause I was like, how the fuck are all these other people getting pregnant? And I'm not. Um, and then, so it was a couple of years and then, um, of everyone else getting pregnant. And then my husband, he had to go, <laughs> I was like, right, we're going to go to the doctors. We're going to lie. We're going to say we've been doing this for ages. And um, because you've got to do like two or three years or something before you can get any help. Mm -hmm. So I said to them, oh, yeah, we've already been trying for years and years. Um, Wasn't, it was probably about 18 months, maybe two years by that point. 
And, um, and I said, we need to talk about fertility. Um, and so I got a few tests and they were all fine. And then Sam had to give a sample. That was pretty funny. So <laughs> like we live about 40 minutes away from the nearest um, sperm place. And so he had to, we had to like put, um, you know, I had to help him out there, I reckon. So I helped him out and we put some, some sperm in a jar. And then he... Um, yeah, got the jar and they had to stay warm, so I had to stay under his armpit and we had to rush to the sperm place and drop it off and they tested it and he was fine as well. So yeah, two, for years I couldn't believe that we still weren't pregnant. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd get really upset about it quite often. And then, so I decided that I was, I don't know, not going to think about it as much. And um, <laughs> and then I just, I just, to be honest, I became a teenager again. I was just getting drunk most weekends, um, partying with some friends. <laughs> <laughs> most weekends and and yeah and people say you know you're not thinking about it. in the back of my mind I was still thinking about it but um yeah and then one day I was really really tired it was yeah a few six eight months down the track and I was really tired and I said to a friend at work fuck I'm so tired man I slept like I had to pull over and have a nap on my drive home and she said you should see if you're pregnant and I thought I was like there's no freaking way I'm pregnant because I've spent so much money on you know pregnancy tests and all those type of things and um, yeah, and when I pissed on the stick and it was a faint positive, I was like, holy shit. And I went and told my sister, she was here with me. Um, and I was like, she came out because my husband wasn't here. And I came out and showed him, showed her the stick. And she, all she, ate, I was like, holy shit. She goes, are you pregnant? I was like, fuck, I think so. And all she said to me was, ooh, you had sex. <laughs> because she's like 15 years younger than me and sleeping in the room opposite. She's like, when did you have sex? That's disgusting. Like, because she's, yeah, right in the bedroom next door. Um, that was quite funny. So, yeah, I couldn't believe that I was pregnant at that point. Um, but, yeah, so it was nearly three years later down the track. And everyone else gets pregnant. I was, I felt everyone was getting pregnant on one night stands and just overnight and stuff. And But it actually took us a while. And, yeah, there was nothing wrong. We did everything according to the plan but it just yeah he wasn't ready to come yeah. so and then yeah we got pregnant so there you go and now we're here with That's the baby so gorgeous and take us through your pregnancy obviously i know um a little bit about it but um you know wanting a baby for so long like how was your pregnancy amazing did you enjoy being pregnant what was that like um when i first got pregnant i was i wouldn't say i was at my prime but <laughs> looking back at photos now i was like at the time, I thought I was fat and yuck and as you do, but I was like, man, I was I was something. Like I looked back at my, I was like, man, I was something. I was looking so good, and I was wearing these tight little dresses and everything was amazing. And I was five weeks pregnant, and everyone's like, oh, you look amazing. I was like, yeah, man, like I'm gonna be that hot mom. And then by seven weeks pregnant, I was vomiting, I was crying on the the toilet floor. I was so sick. By twelve weeks pregnant, I'd put on, I think, I think I put nine kilos on by twelve weeks pregnant, maybe eight kilos. Because before I was so regiment, I didn't eat carbs. Um, I didn't eat carbs. I didn't eat sugar. I didn't eat dairy or any of that kind of stuff. Didn't have treats. That would be like one treat a week. Um, You're a size eight, tiny. Yeah, six to eight. Forty-five. <laughs> six <laughs> yeah, to eight. six to eight. Though. Eight forty-five. Yeah, five days a week. Yeah, I was doing all all those fit things, wearing little little shorts with my booty hanging out, all those type of things, and um and putting on and yeah, and I was so like putting on that much weight. Um, and I felt like I couldn't control it. My midwife said it was because my body had gone into shock because it hadn't had carbs or anything before. Mm -hmm. And you're so sick and all you want is fucking toast and pasta mm -hmm. because all you do is it's like being hung over all the time. And um, and my yeah, I just put on so much weight and I hated every single minute of it. Um, 
yeah, I couldn't control the weight that I was gaining. And looking back now, yeah, the photos, like actually I was beautiful and I didn't realize it. I just, I was too worried about the fact I wasn't fitting my clothes anymore. Not the fact that I was fucking growing a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of it, yeah, I put on like 23 kilos, but I, I would cry because I was like, I hate myself. I hate, I didn't hate the baby, but I hated being pregnant from mm-hmm. all the, yeah, mostly the weight gain, to be honest. And I thought I was going to mm. look like an Instagram mum. And maybe I did, but I didn't think I did. I was like, yuck, I'm disgusting. I'm a whale. Look at all this weight. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was quite hard. And I did F45 up until like 28, 30 weeks pregnant. And there was a lady there. She was really tall, like an Amazonian fucking blonde goddess thing. And she looked amazing like the whole time. And I was, I didn't. I wasn't one of those people like, wow, go you. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> you look so good. And um, and I felt so not good. Um, yeah, so she looked amazing and I just felt like a like a short whale. And that was really hard for me the most. Um, uh, speaking to my midwife, she um, referred me to mental health support. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of that actually because I've had a, a, a past of like a lot of issues with my body image and eating and things like that so I actually went to some proper mental health um, eating people whatever eating support stuff and um, eating disorder support stuff and I got like a lot of mental health support for that and that was really awesome so yeah it made me feel better I think um, it it, it didn't make me feel better about getting fat as I thought I was getting but it made me feel a little bit better about the things that I was eating and and thinking about fueling my body so yeah but I didn't I don't know there's all these women that look like they enjoy it um maybe it's just Instagram and Instagram's full of shit anyway because all those people they you see them in real life and they actually don't enjoy it and they say they enjoy it but they don't there's not many people that enjoy it Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. because you no longer your body's no longer yours Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like this other human controls your body and everyone thinks they can touch your body. Everyone thinks that they have an opinion on what you eat, where you go, what you wear. I remember wearing shorts. It was so hot and a little top. And even my sister, she was like, sis, you can't wear that anymore. I was like, why? She's like, because your stomach's sticking. I was like, fuck, I don't care. (laughs) I was so hot. I had this big stomach. I was like, I just don't care. And, um, and yeah, everyone has an opinion on, on who you are now. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and, and the baby takes over and everyone's prodding you and poking things in you and taking things out of you and saying you need this and you need this and you need that and don't eat this and um buy this and buy that. And... Yeah, yeah, and all the things you've got to buy and what you've got to wear and what you have to look like. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's another journey because the whole time you're like, maybe I shouldn't do this and maybe I shouldn't do that and am I allowed to eat that cream donut from the bakery and no, apparently you're not and you know, I don't know. So yeah that's a bit hard too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and did you have any other um you said you were sick did morning sickness dis- disappear within 12 weeks or mm. did you have that for a long time did you have any other issues besides your eating um once again they say morning sickness but it's not like it's i don't know were you sick in the morning i had severe morning sickness yeah. I, I was sick right up until about 22 weeks yeah um vom- and i was and i vomited the whole time during pregnancy maybe once a week right up yeah. to the end mm. um and yeah you're right it's not morning sickness and everyone says this it's not morning sickness it's any day sickness yeah it's it's like uh, even i didn't they even should have... just frame it to sickness were you right? sick were you nauseous did, were yeah. you, did you have that sickness that yeah. should just be what it's called exactly <laughs> and does yours stop at 12 weeks or Nah, oh, maybe around 16 weeks. I remember, um, I remember six, maybe 18 weeks. I don't remember actually, but I remember someone saying to me, when you get to the second trimester, it'll 
everything will be so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember getting to like 16 weeks and I was like, ah, everything's not better. Like, <laughs> I still feel really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing I think I was thinking today, because we were trying for another baby, and I was like, man, I hope next time around I enjoy it more because all I did was wishing it away, like mm-hmm. wishing it to to be finished, wishing it to be 20 weeks, wishing it to be my second trimester, you know, wishing for the next step when actually I should have just enjoyed what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it, yeah, it is a blessing, but then you're also allowed to feel like shit and Mm -hmm. allowed to express that. I know, it's a balance. And how did you feel, um, you know, wanting this baby for so long and then not enjoying the pregnancy? Like, how did you get through that mentally? Um, I should have been a bit more prepared because I actually wrote something and I wished I'd read it, but I'd probably cry. But I remember I wanted to, to, to journal actually my pregnancy and I started to, but then I went back and reread it and everything was negative um, because I didn't enjoy every minute of it. So I started writing and all it was, was, um, was, was hating every minute. And I would have the mum guilt and I'd say to my husband, you know, I wanted this baby for so long and now it's here and I'm so hateful towards it. Um, and I would just be crying. I was like, this is my first mum guilt steps. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I talked to a lot of people and they felt that way too, especially, I don't know, mm, I think especially your first baby because you just have no idea. Everyone paints it out to be something that it's not. And then when it comes around, everyone, you're supposed to feel this way and do this and then it doesn't. And secretly in your mind, you yeah you're wishing away so many things and then you're crying and by alone you know mm-hmm. because you don't want people to see you crying that you you wished you didn't have this mm-hmm. when you wished it for so many years mm-hmm. because all they're going to say is well this is what you wanted mm-hmm. you know like i have a friend actually who got pregnant um very fast after her second one and she was saying to another friend oh, i'm feeling so sick and that girl actually said to her oh, well you made your bed now you lie in it and oh my goodness yeah and i was like oh hold that's pretty shit especially from another mum but it's not really fair to say that. No. So, yeah. yeah and I, and I, you're so right. Like, everyone, like, I felt so blessed to be pregnant and everyone's saying you should feel blessed. Like, it's such a great journey. But actually, it was fucking hard and it was mm. fucking shit. And I cried a lot. And, you know, and your you've got those hormones as well anyway that makes you cry extra. Yeah, exactly. Like, over everything. Yeah. Exactly. No, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And, okay, so your birth, you birthed in level four. Yeah. New Zealand lockdown. Yeah. Um, so obviously a little bit different than um, what would typically be the normal birth in New Zealand. Um, did you go over? Like, or did you get to 40 weeks? Or what was your process in your birth? Um, like? try, it's funny now I'm thinking about trying to cry. You know Mother Nature, like, makes you forget everything. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, makes you just forget that. So, no, I don't talk about it too much anymore. But, um, oh, so... COVID, I remember as I was I was nearing the end and because I got so massive, like my son was fifty eight centimetres and I'm little and he was really mm. <laughs> he was really big, so my stomach was huge and everyone was thought, like even my midwife in the beginning thought I wouldn't go full term. And then all the media hit about COVID nineteen and, and I was like said to her once, What does that mean for me? And she was like, Oh, it'll be fine, it will never come to New Zealand. And then, and then there's all the, and then my friends were like, oh, it's just like a cold, you know, it'll be fine. And then, holy shit, it started getting worse. And I was near the end of, I was getting like maybe 38 weeks by then, 39, something like that, maybe 39 weeks. And then, um, and on week 40 actually was when we, on the Wednesday, I was due at the end of the week, I was walking around the mall with my mum and um and we heard the Jacinda call of the level four. And I was like, holy shit, like, what does this mean for me? 
Um, on, I remember that was a yeah Tuesday night or a Wednesday, and we're going into lockdown. I was like, I'm due this week. Like, what does that mean? And then, um, and then yeah, so I spoke to my midwife, and every day I had calls from her to check in how I was and stuff like that. And and the the media, not the media, sorry, the the health board kept changing the rules like every day about um, who our support people were and things like that. And so, and also because I was already in the um, the mental health um, system. I was told initially that um, I would be allowed to. <laughs> obviously, mums with babies running around. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a lot of banging at the moment, so we're trying to hope that they're still alive. Um, well, husband looks after them. But <laughs> so the health board changed the yeah, rules every day. That's yeah, right. so they changed the rules every day. And so um, initially, it was like, okay, you can have two support people. No worries, Stacey. I was like, okay, sweet. My mum's here. My husband. It's all good. And then it was one support person. And then, so I was um, overdue by that point. I was like, fuck, and you know, you're doing everything that everyone tells you to do. You're having sex when you're the size of a house. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was, I didn't find it. Did you, what did you think? <laughs> About having sex while I was pregnant? Yeah, like when you're four, like when you're huge. Um, it used to make me cry because I couldn't just do, do what I wanted yeah. to do. And everything ate. That made you cry? <laughs> Everything made me cry. Oh, I was like, uh, it made me cry that I was 23 kilos bigger. Well, I gained more than you, so yeah, like the weight gain, everything, yeah, yeah it was really hard. So having sex was, oh. having sex was definitely not on And like, then you've got this child in the front of you. And then, and then your baby kicks while you're having yeah, sex and no. it's horrible, it's awful. Yeah, that was not... it's definitely not the sexy thing that everyone paints it out to be. No, no, it's disgusting. Um, but yeah, we tried that and I tried the curries and the walk, I did a lot of walking. Um, but you're just so uncomfortable as well. And yeah. anyway, I was trying to get this baby out without being induced. And so did you, did you, what, how, how far along are you? 41? Yep. So I'm, um, by then, yeah. So lockdown, I'm 40 weeks. And then, um, and then the, and then by like the middle of lockdown, I, yeah, I was just trying to get the baby out and it wasn't coming out. So I get a call saying, look, Stace, you're probably going to have to be induced. And I was like, oh, fuck. So on the Thursday, um, I think actually I'd messaged you actually and mm. I was like I just got a call and I was like I have to um I have to go tomorrow and I have to be alone um so yeah so my husband he had to I got a call that I was going to be alone and the the um the health board had said that it wasn't and then they decided that I was so Sam I packed a bag and I was like I was a bit upset but I thought I'll just change my mindset and I'm going on a holiday with my backpack <laughs> in my big bag mm-hmm. and um my husband he dropped me off in the morning to to have this baby and it was so freaking weird because yeah he dropped me off I've got this massive suitcase I'm huge and I had to roll it in by myself um the security guard just watched me no one's allowed to to touch you or help you um you have to be on dots away from each other and then you hold the same fucking pen to sign the the (laughs) thing so I don't know why no one could help me but they took me to this room and I was all by myself and um and yeah, and they sort of like just, they close you in this room by yourself. And so I unpacked this is all to my get shit. Induced. Yeah, to get yeah. induced at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And they come in with like the first gel at 8.30 or something, 9 o'clock. Um, and they do all the things like that. And and once again, yeah, I'm just like, I'm locked. I'm, I'm actually not locked in. I'm, they didn't lock it, but I'm closed. Like the door's closed mm-hmm. in a room by myself. And I call, I was calling everyone and I was sending photos and videos from my friends and my mom. And I was like, it's all good. And then... And then um, I started feeling like some. You want me to keep going, eh? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Still... <laughs> I was like, okay. um, I started feeling like some burning in my back, but I have back issues anyway. So I was like, oh no, nah, it must just be because I'm like laying on the bed or something. This massive. I'll move around the room. 
Um, and the nurse, they don't, they didn't come in and check on me at all. They only came in when they had to do the IV and they fucked that up as well. So a couple of nurses need to like do that. And that was horrible. I don't like needles at the best of time. Um, and then they come in and put the gel. Those are the only time. And the food. That's the only time I saw anyone. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, oh, you can go and walk around the yard if you want to. Um, the yard. I'm not lying. The, the hallway mm-hmm. if you want to. But you actually don't like... We were our first pandemic. Everything was crazy. You don't know what's going on. This lady, I heard her screaming. She was obviously given birth. Um, and so you don't want to walk around. And I had no one to help me walk around. And so I was just like walking around the room watching TV. And um, and then, yeah, like another... And then I just felt like my back was so sore. And I was like, something's wrong. And did you only have one lot of the gel? Yeah, one gel. Yep, yeah, one gel. And then um, another nurse came in at like... Because I think I called the buzzer. And I was I was like, fuck, I, something's wrong. Like, my back's so sore. I rang my mum and Sam. And I was like, oh, something's... Yeah, I think something's wrong. And um, they're like... And then so they came in. And this lady checked me. And she was like, no, nah, no, nah, nothing's happening to you. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She said, no. Nah, and I got worried then because I was like, if this is not even... Oh, she said like my cervix is opening or something. Like nothing or the lining was thinning. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was nothing. She said nothing's wrong with... Like, you haven't even started labor. And that's when I panicked, man. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I'm here by myself. This is not even the start of labor and something's really wrong with me. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, so she gave me another gel at like three they do and then she was like, oh, look, you're not going to have your baby till tomorrow um, because first-time mums don't... They need to be induced quite a few times. Yeah. Apparently. Um, and then she said, go have a shower to reduce your pain. And so I've got the gel. I went and had a shower by myself and then um, it's just a really hot shower. And again, like, there's no one around to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I go and have the shower and I walk out by my fucking self and then they said, oh, well, I was like, look, I'm still in pain. And she said, well, how about you go have a bath? And I was like, I'm crying at this point. And I walk down and I take my speaker and I walk to the, 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 the bath thing and, um, and yeah, and they take me into the bath and, and they just close the door. Like they just close the door on me. Um, because no one's allowed to be around. So and they're obviously trying to feel and don't really understand what rules are and what to do and what not to do. And yeah, 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 yeah. I feel sorry for the nurses, but like, nah. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. feel sorry for you. Yeah, it's nah. Horrible. I'm joking. There was one that was really nice, but the others went nice. But I, I mean, on the other side now, yeah, you're right. Like they don't know what they're allowed to do. Like everyone's masked up. It's like it's crazy as um, the first lockdown because mm-hmm. no one in the world knew what the hell mm-hmm. they were doing. Now it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm in this room in the dark all by myself. Um, in, the bath. in the bath, I climbed in there by myself. <laughs> As I if I've reiterated a hundred times, I'm by myself. <laughs> um, and I put the music to create like the ambiance and um, the candles and shit, and um, turn some lights on. There's like some lights in the bath. It's mm-hmm. quite cute. Um, but yeah, and it was so hot. And I rang my mum and my husband. And I was like, I don't think it's safe in here by myself. Um, yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody checked on me. No one came to see if I was okay. And I was in a lot of pain. Um, and so, yeah, so they told me to get out of the bath because, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's very safe being mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. <laughs> so pregnant. Um, and they still reckoned I wasn't in labor. And then so I walked out and at that point I'd gone in um, because, you know, when you're doing your hypnobirthing or whatever you're doing, they tell you to, like, try to not be in a hospital gown, try and be in your own, own clothes. clothes. And yeah. I was determined to do that and be in my own clothes. And when I got out of the bath, I was so hot. 
I was so upset and um, I pretty much walked out naked. I didn't even care. <laughs> I was like, I tried to put on this gown. Oh my God. So bad. I walked down the hall just crying with this gown half on. Um, I don't even know what was happening. And then, and yeah, and then um, I went into the room and one nurse saw me and she's like, I'll just come in and check you. And she was like, you won't be in labor because I checked you like an hour ago and you were fine. And then she checked the check and the check is when they put like the whole hand up your vagina and um and yeah and i was already five centimeters so within an hour i'd gone to five centimeters and um they were like holy shit we better we better call someone and um and yeah i was boiling my eyes out and i'm like vomiting into the into the sink as well and i remember the nurse said to me she goes oh i'm glad that you're five centimeters because the way you're she said the way you're vomiting i was a bit worried if you weren't in labor like <laughs> she says i was worried for you you know like that i wouldn't be able to handle labor mm-hmm. um and i yeah again i'm just like and i was so scared man i was i was being like, alone as well i'm gonna yeah. die yeah yeah i actually thought i was gonna die because um and other people have laughed and i told them but i was like no i actually thought i was dying because yeah, yeah i'm alone um, you can't like people saying just call someone. You're in so much pain that you can't call. I couldn't. I couldn't hold anything. You know, like, yeah, I was just alone, as yeah. I said already hundred times. But that was the most traumatic. Is like, yeah, it had no one to to help me. No nurses came and checked on me. Nobody came. Um, and then they tried to take me down the hallway, and they said we're going to call your husband and midwife now. And um, and yeah, and then I called him and I was like you've got to come now. And he was so cute. He was like, he was already eh? like, he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> um, and he, and he drove and I was walking down the hallway and I just, um, yeah, I just kept crying to the nurse and I was like, wait up, wait up. I just said to her, I don't want to be alone anymore. Everyone left me alone and I don't want to be alone anymore. So yeah. Aww. So that was a bit sad for me. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. And um, she said, you're not alone. You've got us. And I said, no, I don't. I don't have anybody, so, and then she left me in the room, and then she fucking left again. <laughs> and then now so you're laughing. alone again. Yeah, and I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> she just gives me these false hopes. <laughs> she said she was gonna not leave me, and she did. She said, I'm just gonna call whoever your midwife, um, and it felt like forever. Um, yeah, and I'm just like swaying on the end of the bed. I remember that actually. And it's funny, like, you read all these books about what you're supposed to do, but your body actually knows what to do. Yeah, and, um, and the noises that your body yeah, makes, yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Now I've got goosebumps, probably because I'm cold, too. But, like, it was, um, yeah, I put my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um... So, so that yeah. time your husband turn, turned up, and how far along oh, dilated were you once he finally arrived? So you I remember, five like, the time... I think I'd never loved my husband so much Aww. when I saw him walk through the door... And when he walked through the door, oh my God, I was so happy because yeah. I was already so scared. And he walked in and I was like, oh man, I just like broke down and um, he rushed to me and oh, I was... That's all you like needed, a, just his support. It's like the notebook, mate. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. It was so it's making beautiful. me cry. <laughs> I know. It was lovely, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I just needed him, actually. Um, yeah. I needed someone. Fuck, I would have had someone off the street. I just needed someone. <laughs> but seeing him was so was really, um, I think it made it so much like faster, although it was already very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it made it so much easier to have him next to me. And he's so cute. He'd, he he got the, the, the playlist ready. <laughs> he put the playlist on and I he put the candles. And uh, no, I listened to ocean music. Oh, yeah. um, I listened to that. 
an ocean music playlist and he put that on and he was so cute in my ear he kept like trying to do the positive affirmation thing <laughs> and I just said to him I was like honey don't worry about them because you know me best just say what you think will make me feel better yeah because those things you sometimes you're like this is what I should be doing and you do everything everyone tells you should be doing but maybe those words aren't for you mm-hmm. maybe something else so he just kept telling me your body's made to do this and and I just kept counting to four. I don't know why, but I was like, fuck, if I can count to four, I can get through this. <laughs> so I counted to four and I counted backwards and I went forwards and back. And um, yeah, and I just counted to four. Mm. Um, and did you have any other pain relief? Did you have gas? Did you have epidural? Or... Lots of gas. Lots of gas. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I got into the room, the ladies, the nurse said to me, have you had any pain relief yet? And I was like, no, I haven't had anything, not even a Panadol. Nobody had given me anything. She goes, oh, well, and I said to her, can I just go straight to an epidural? Just give me, (laughs) because it had gone so fast. I was like, I'll just go straight to the epidural, thanks. And she said to me, "Um, no, no, let's just try the gas first before we jump to there because you haven't even had any Panadol. And in my head, I was like, you epidural Nazi. That's what I remember (laughs) saying. As I remember saying in my head, I was like, you just don't want me to survive. That's all. Like, I actually thought that she was, like, hating on me. Um, And I was so angry. I was like, you're one of those natural people. You don't want me to do this. Like, you're not giving me what I need. So, but but, um, on the outside, I was really nice, actually. I think I just said, okay. And I just had all the gas. Yeah. The whole time, I was so high. Actually, when I'm giving birth, the, the midwife said to me that I had to stop taking the gas because um, I needed to focus on pushing because I was that high. <laughs> I remember that. She's like, you have to stop now because you have to listen to me. I was like, no. Um, but so I had the gas and then I also had an epidural as well because um, his, you know, actually, I don't need to say because. We always say because. Fuck because. Because actually, if I want epidural, I want epidural. That's your choice. Yeah. Like, totally. you feel so bad. I got the epidural. Before I went in, I didn't care what I needed to get him out. I really didn't care if I had to go natural or unnatural um but in the moment both natural it's just your choice of pain relief you know like people handle pain so differently but you feel funny about having pain relief you're like so many women did this without drugs and here's me like crying give me the epidural within when Mm. I'm like six centimeters um but it was you know every circumstance is different as well like totally I was forced this labor was forced on me it came very fast and I'm alone like there's a lot of contributing factors um, but yeah, so I got asked for the epidural and, um, they, Sam had to hold me up because probably cause I was so high on the gas. Um, so he held me up and they put it in. Um, but I don't remember much. So she was reading me my, my rights while I'm, um, while I'm screaming, actually, I remember screaming during one of my, um, my contractions and she was reading rights. And all I remember thinking is, I have no idea what's happening to me, but as long as he's stands here, I'll be okay. Like he's yeah. got me. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And so they put it in, and she did it wrong, and um. So she ripped. Sam told me she ripped it out again. I don't know what happened. <gasps> oh she ripped gosh. it out. Yeah. But I really, you know, like the other just yesterday, I got an injection on my shoulder. I cried like a baby, and really cried because I was so scared of this injection. But actually, you go through labor, and you have no idea what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like. Sam, yeah, he told me she literally ripped it out of my spine and did it again because she reckoned the area, I had unsanitized the area somehow. I don't fucking know, but somehow I'd done it wrong. Um, so she did it again. And yes, yeah, so I had epidural. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the pain relief I had. And then, of course, because you have an epidural, you have to lay on your back. Mm-hmm. So 
I know in the movies, you're always giving birth on your back, but actually it's not the right way. Yeah. It's not the easiest way, sorry. There's no yeah. right or wrong, but it's not the right easiest because you push down. The baby has to go down and then up. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so you're in all different positions to try and try and get them out. But, yeah, I could still feel everything as well, and I thought that I wasn't going to feel anything because in the movies, you don't feel anything with, yeah. <laughs> with an epidural, but I could feel everything. Um, so I don't know even though if she did it right, to be honest, but, yeah. Right, and so once your baby was put on your chest, and was it the most beautiful, magical moment that you'd experienced? And you well, know? it was quite fast. So he came out, and oh, actually, when he was coming out, the head was coming out. Um, I remember my midwife said, "Put your hands down there and feel him coming into the world." And some people like that. Some people video, mirror, whatever. And I put my hand, and I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> this is. I was so weirded out of this head coming out of my vagina. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most weirdest thing ever. Um, and yeah, and they they pulled him out. And they're like, "It's a boy," because we didn't know. And I still didn't even care. I was like, "Just get it out of me." I didn't care if it was a boy or what. Um, and they, yeah, and they pulled him out and they put him up and. I don't know. I was covered in, in sh- like, he did his first shit on me, his first mm-hmm. meconium poo. So I've got poo all over me. There's blood everywhere. There's piss. I shat my own self. Like, it's not nice. Like, it's really just disgusting. And, um, and yeah, and then he's like, they're like, you know, and then you've got it. So you push out this human, you're covered in feces, and then they're like, now you must breastfeed him. So now you've got this human that needs to crawl to you to breastfeed. And mm-hmm. it's just very, very weird. Um, all I want to do is have a shower and just get away. Like, yeah, I just wanted to leave. Um, yeah, no, there wasn't. I mean, like, it's a different feeling. Like, it's a, it's quite cool. Like, you, oh, and when he came out, I remember I said to my midwife, well, fuck, next time I'm going to do that way better. <laughs> She's like, next time? I was like, yeah, well, COVID took away what I thought this was going to be mm-hmm. or my birth. So I'm going to show you guys next time I'll do this better. I remember. Um, but I was just like, I think everything was just so crazy. And yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't feel love straight away. I didn't for a very long time. But I talked to someone else about it and they said like, it's like, like nature, like mother nature, like a wolf. You mm-hmm. feel protective love, but it's not in love, you mm-hmm. know, like. You have to learn about that little person yeah, yeah. and they have to learn about you. You have and... to learn to love them, eh? Like yeah. some people say they felt love straight away, but I think it's a different love. Like mm-hmm. you feel protection, mm-hmm. protective love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within like maybe 15 minutes, I got up and had a shower and I find that so crazy, you know, like maybe, you okay, maybe it's the not baby minutes, and then you but... walk to the shower. Yeah. And, yeah. I think it's beautiful. Well, my midwife helped me again. So weird, eh? Like she helped. Midwives are amazing. Like she helped me clean my blood shit piss everything off me while i'm in the shower trying to and she's trying to help me take a leak and mm-hmm. she pulled poo out of my butthole while i'm giving birth and like Land. actually you know actually yeah, yeah. and they're amazing midwives right? are amazing Incredible. we are so lucky in new zealand yeah. and they're so um unappreciative yeah. in new zealand like yeah. they deserve so much yeah. love and so much more money that they get yeah. and they are incredible. they're on call all the time like they yeah. just Without her, like, and she knew straight away to get me a, um, so she made sure I had a hot chocolate and a sandwich straight afterwards with a biscuit. Like, she had everything ready for me, which I really loved. Um, yeah, and she helped shower me, and it's pretty incredible way, like, when he came out as well. Um, yeah, you know, just, she was, everything was ready in there, and my husband was so, like, just so excited to have this baby. You, you, you never feel, like, I think I said to you as well, like, the love that you have during childbirth, like your husband or your partner or whoever mm-hmm. there were, mm-hmm. even if it's your mum maybe, but the respect they have to watch you give birth is amazing. Like yeah. sometimes I think I'd do that again just to 
feel that like I totally like the love that the admiration. I had for my husband as well yeah, yeah. and just like he got me through that like yeah. he was the one that gave you all that um support and yeah. love and just made you know you wouldn't want to do it with anybody else yeah, by yeah. your side so it's funny I thought I wanted I don't, I don't know what you thought but I thought I wanted like not a room of people but mm. I was like I'm gonna have this person my mum, and also um, my husband and mm-hmm. they're all gonna be there and and maybe my sister and now thinking about it, going through alone and then only having my husband and my midwife, I actually think having only, like, your partner or mm. one person for support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think people have more than one maybe so they can tap out, you mm. know, like, because if you're in it for days, you don't want one person beside you the whole time. Totally. Um, I don't know, but I actually really, yeah, it was really beautiful to have him just there. Yeah, yeah that was my feeling. I um, even... Before COVID obviously happened, because we were having issues with my, my family all live in Australia, and I'll go into detail about this when I talk about my birth story, but... Um, I only ever wanted my husband there because I thought that that's kind of like a really special sacred thing that mm. only I wanted to share with my husband. Yeah. I didn't want to share it with anybody else. Um, but then since giving birth, and I still kind of feel that way, but also my mum will never be able to experience seeing my brother and his wife give birth. So mm. I kind of feel like I'm cheating her if I take that away yeah. from her. So maybe the second time if I were to have another baby. Yeah. Um, I would let her, I don't know, I don't know. But and then your mum has done it before as well, like, you know, totally. so she knows and, and they know, like, they they know the pain, they know everything, so they're yeah. like another support person, which is really cool. Yeah. I don't know. No. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Wow, that um, was such, that was, yeah, that's, thank you so much for chatting with me about that. That sounds like a horrendous experience. Um, obviously yeah. some positive stuff as well, but not easy giving birth in, in the you know when COVID first hit and probably now it'd be a little bit different because we're a little bit more established with that around New Zealand but it will be um I was I don't say before that I said mm-hmm. then but it will be different because my antenatal group a group we got together and one person um she wrote down all our stories and we actually a few of us one two three five of us went to the um the Department of Health and we laid complaints and things like that and because of um, our complaints and our stories now no one will give birth alone again which Amazing. is really cool That's so beautiful like part of me I'm a bit of a bitch but part of me was like well fuck I had to do it like there's that little part of you that is like well I did it like you know someone you else to has it. to do it too mm-hmm. but then on the other side I was like actually I don't want anyone else to do what we did like yeah. some of my friends have horrendous stories they were um you know I won't go too much longer but one of them I'll say she had a cesarean she was left alone in the room and another girl had a cesarean she fainted no one came. She had to go and try and pick up this girl. Oh, my God. And her baby. Like, no one, just because no one was louder, no one, everyone was scared they were going to get COVID. There was another girl that had a cesarean and she had complications. Her husband got kicked out and didn't see the baby for a week. Um, another girl got left in her own blood and feces for two days. No one helped shower her because oh she didn't have a midwife. Um, the midwife had to go and it was really crazy. Like, there are worse stories than mine, definitely. Um but yeah, so she was. She didn't sleep as well because no one helped her breastfeed. She watched YouTube videos to try and breastfeed Aww. because no one helped her. And and yeah, she couldn't shower for two days until her husband was allowed. Oh no, until someone came. I can't remember. You know, like. But anyway, so much more worse stories. But well, it won't well, happen again. Thank exactly. God. That's so beautiful. Mm. And you know, thank God. There's you know, you've got your beautiful son out of this and. He's pretty cool. He's very cool. He's pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's very fun. Um, now, I know that you have a bit of a business Instagram page, so where can people find you if they want to get to know you a little bit better? Um, well, it's funny. I've got a few because you try all these things and then you run out of time and then you go back to them again and stuff like that. Um, 
But do you mean the coffee one? Mm. Or the other one? <laughs> um, so I had an idea, business idea with a friend. And then due to so many different things, we wanted to start a, an app and stuff. Anyway, long story short is I've just started an Instagram page instead. It's called the Kiwi Coffee Mama. And when things were um, open and available, I just went around reviewed cafes and yep. said if they were um, good for kids, if they had playgrounds, if they had um, changing tables and stuff like that. So, so yeah, if you want to jump on over, that would be cool. Um, yeah, sure. And then one day when I'm rich and famous, I'll do an app for it, which would be really cool too. So, <laughs> that yeah. sounds awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put all your details down below so people can follow you along. But sounds thank good. you so much for chatting with me, Stacey. That's right. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I was just going to say, because it's not my birth, but it's just afterwards and I think I really want to say this is that um is I went up to the the um, the birthing center mm-hmm. okay I went up to the birthing center and the one thing I wanted to say is because I think a lot of people feel this is because it was leading on from what you said about the instant love mm-hmm. so I remember going in and my I had a, I was having my first shower there and Sam was in the room with, with um, my son Eli and he was Eli was crying and I had I felt nothing I felt no love I felt nothing for him I was like and that made me feel guilty because I remember in the shower looking down, my tummy is like jelly, like this massive jelly blob. Um, and I remember just crying in the shower saying, that's not my baby. Um, my baby's in my stomach. That mm. was messed up, actually. Like, because for nine, ten months, I was pregnant, ten months, um, you have this baby in your stomach and it's not there anymore. And mm-hmm. it's over there and someone else has got it. And they expect you to love that thing straight away. That was in here but it's not here like mm. it's really weird um and they expect and i was like that thing just caused me pain it caused me pain for 10 months it caused me pain coming out now he's like causing me pain trying to breastfeed as well mm-hmm. and i was like, i just don't want a bar of him um and so yeah for quite a while like sam would sam bathed him only sam got him changed i didn't want to do anything and that was really hard for me because i thought I was so maternal, I was like, instantly it was going to be different, but it yeah. took me quite a while to, mm-hmm. to um, even enjoy holding him mm-hmm. and sending photos, like there's not many photos of me with him because of so many different things, but now I think he's the coolest guy ever. Um, but yeah, but again, it goes back to the whole, like, you don't, you don't just instantly, f- it's like meeting a man, you don't instantly fall in love with them, you, yeah, yeah. over time you see their personality and yeah. you grow to love that person, it's just like a baby, it's not what you know shows in the movies that it's it is beautiful wonderful but you do it is a love that grows you know? yeah yeah and some people feel instantly but not many like they full of shit or like maybe one <laughs> percent i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe or they maybe they want you to think that i don't know maybe. i really don't think everyone feels it i don't think they feel that in love like you just said mm-hmm. in love feeling mm-hmm. i think they just feel like a different love maybe a maternal love yeah yeah i don't know maybe maybe not maybe i'm wrong or whatever (laughs) all right well let's go back to our kids and um again thank you so much no worries thanks for having me and looking forward to chatting to you again yay me too bye (laughs) as always guys i really appreciate you listening to this conversation to stay up to date with me and what i'm up to don't forget to subscribe to this podcast leave me a review and follow me on instagram at laundry with lala can't wait to chat with you next time See ya.